Hey sisters, I'm in the process of reading a C.S. Lewis book right now, and it brings me back to the scripture of John 10.10 that starts with, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. ladies. I'm Carrie, a child of God, a wife, and empty nester of 28 years to my rugged mister. We have two handsome and tall tattooed sons, two beautiful daughter-in-laws, and a fantastic grandson. Our marriage almost fell apart about five years ago due to my BS. That's before submission ways. I prayed loudly for God to change him, but I was the one that needed changing. I was mentored and our marriage is now solid, restored, and incredible. It's now my passion to help women not stay in their own BS and understand living life as a godly, submissive wife is amazing. As I'm reading the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis, I'm reminded over and over again of this scripture in John 10, 10, because this book is clearly defining out how the enemy thinks and how he wants to steal our time, how he wants to kill our joy, how he wants to destroy our lives, our marriage, our parenting, our, our personality, our purpose how it's on him to do that. If you haven't read this Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, I really encourage you to read it. It's a little bit hard to read because it's uh, kind of like old English wording, but I want to read a few excerpts from you today to get you excited about reading this book. And in doing so, it gets you to understand that the tricks of the enemy, that the way that the devil thinks It's all very subtle. It's very crafty. Think about back in Genesis. And uh, it's not like right in your face how he's always manipulating our lives to try to get his work done. Thomas More wrote a quote at the beginning of the book, and it says, The devil, the proud spirit, cannot endure to be mocked. And then there's another quote by Luther, the best way to drive out the devil, if he will not yield to texts of scripture, is to jeer and flout him, for he cannot bear scorn. So I wrote in the margin of that, perhaps we give the devil too much acknowledgement. When we have things going on in our life, tests and trials and um, storms, are we looking too much at the devil and what he is doing to us? Or do instead, do we go to the word of God and, and look at what God says in his scriptures? Are we making more of the devil than he deserves? Right in the preface of the book, um, there's I just want to read this to you. It says, uh, this is C.S. Lewis writing, I have no intention of explaining how the correspondence which I now offer to the public fell into my hands. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. And I underline to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Because when the storms happen, are we looking at too much and talking too much about the devil in the storm? Or instead, what we should be doing is focusing on Jesus, looking to God and asking him, what are you teaching me in this moment? What are you allowing in for it to happen in my life that I need to learn from? 
Yes, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The next thing I underlined was the devil is a liar, even from his own angle. You know, I bet the devil lies about his own lies because that's what manipulation does. And in lying about his own lies, he can twist things. He can contort things. He can be crafty and subtle to make us doubt our own knowledge about scriptures, about our own experiences, and about what God has done in our life already. The devil is a liar. If you haven't heard of the book, The Screw Tape Letters, it's written in a letter format. So it's a demon writing to his nephew. Uh, Screw Tape is writing to his nephew, Wormwood. So it's written back and forth in, these, in this letter form. And uh, he's teaching him about man. He's teaching him how to work his human. And there's one part that I underlined in chapter one, and it says, Your man has been accustomed ever since he was a boy to have a dozen incompatible philosophies dancing about together inside his head. So I underlined ever since he was a boy. Ned tells me that the enemy has always been watching us. He's been watching us since birth. He's been watching what makes us uncomfortable. He's been watching what we don't like. And he will use those things against us. And it's so important to understand in the scripture in Revelation where it says, we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We want to be overcomers of anything that has happened to us at any age of our life, or the devil will use it against us. Now, of course, this book is fiction, so it's nothing to take um you know, as true as what the Word of God says. But I find it very, very interesting of how it points out the different tactics that the devil will use on us. The few that I wrote in the margins are distraction, doubt, and disconnected. I want to read distraction for you right now. This is a part of the book. It says, I struck instantly at the part of the man which I had best under my control and suggested that it was just about time he had some lunch. I wrote distraction next to that. Isn't it just like the devil how when we're working something through our mind, he will put a distraction in front of us that will twist our mind away from the point in, in, that's in front of us. And then this distraction continues on to show how a doubt can be played out in our mind because of the distraction. Let me read a little bit more for you. Once he was in the street, the battle was won. I, this is the devil, I showed him a newsboy shouting the midday paper and a number 73 bus going past. And before he reached the bottom of the steps, I had gotten him into an unalterable conviction that whatever odd ideas might come into a man's head when he was shut up alone with his books, a healthy dose of his real life was enough to show him that all that sort of thing just couldn't be true. Yeah, that's distraction to doubt. That's how the devil will use a distraction of something in our life to twist and turn things in our mind that we begin to doubt the word of God or we begin to doubt was our prayer ever answered or we begin to doubt the capabilities of God. And then it goes on to being disconnected. Listen to this. Chapter two starts with, I note with grave displeasure that your patient has become a Christian. Do not indulge the hope that you will escape the usual pen penalties. Indeed, in your better moment, I trust you would hardly ever wish to do so. In the meantime, we must make the best of the situation. There is no need to despair. 
hundreds of these adults con converts have been reclaimed after a brief sojourn in the enemy's camp and are now with us. Now remember, as you're reading this, this is the devil, an uncle's writing letters to his nephew. So as you're reading the enemy's camp, he's actually talking about Jesus there. And chapter two starts out that the, the nephew devil lost his patient, lost his person, um, and that person became a Christian. But the uncle devil is telling him, don't worry about it because adults are known to backslide. And then he uses that and he uses different fashions within the church to make the, um, the patient, us, the Christian, feel disconnected. And then listen to this um, uh, sentence that I underlined. It occurs when lovers have got married and begin the real task of learning to live together. That's telling me that the enemy even knows, the enemy, the devil, even knows how to use marriage to make us feel disconnected, to make us feel like, do we really know the person that I said I do for the rest of my life? What about the shortcomings that my husband has? What about his prayer life that lacks? What about the fact that he won't bring us to church? The enemy is all over those things to make us feel disconnected from our husband. As I open this salty today, I shared the part about having an excessive and unhealthy interest in them, them being demons, and I will never do that. I will always shine light and give glory to our Abba Father, to Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King. And uh, the Screwtape Letters is an amazing book to read, yet I'm also going to fall back to the Word of God. And I always will fall back to the Word of God. And John 10, 10 started with the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But then the next sentence says, I, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Sister, today I ask you to examine yourself. Whose camp are you giving excessive interest in? Are you giving excessive interest in the storms of the devil? Or are you giving excessive interest, an abundant interest in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Thank you for listening to the Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I am grateful for your time today. I pray this message has inspired you to edify your marriage. Please tell a friend about this LHO ministry. Share, subscribe to this podcast, and follow along on social media. Together, we can honor God's word by removing the BS on wives and showing others there is freedom in living as a godly wife.